Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Your Health Minute brought to you by Aqua Omega. And today we are we have uh, some very special guests with us. We have Dr. Marissa Canning and Dr. Drew Teladurai. And of course, my co-host, Mark Sicard. And we are going to be talking about native and non-native EMF. Um, so Dr. Drew and Dr. Marissa, why don't you take a second to, you've been on the show before and we're, we're happy to welcome you back. Um, why don't you take a quick second to introduce yourself and then, and then tell us, um, what non-native and native EMF is. Sure. So I'm Dr. Andrew and this is my partner, Dr. Marissa. Uh, we run a naturopathic practice out of Brampton, Ontario. And um, we also run a health education platform called Natural Academy, where we just love to share health information. And our mission is kind of to help people get back to reconnecting to nature. Um, we find that's kind of like the foundational piece of health and it's often missed. So we, we just love talking about that, all things nature. Um, and then we also started a company called Natural Blocks, where we, we sell blue blocking glasses. And that's another passion of ours is helping educate people around the importance of light and how that impacts our health. So we'll uh, we'll definitely talk a little bit about that today, but also about EMFs. So you want to do a quick little intro to EMFs? Uh, so EMFs are basically stands for electromagnetic fields. Uh, so typically they're talked about in, around the home, right? So we think, okay, a microwave that emits EMFs or Wi-Fi routers, our cell phones and cell towers, um, anything that has a Bluetooth uh, connection that also emits EMFs. But then there's also things like uh, the plugs in the walls and the electricity running through your walls. These also emit EMFs. So uh, these types of EMFs, that's what we call non-native EMFs because they're man-made. But mm -hmm. in nature, also native EMFs. So these are things like earth, or the, the, the ground. Um, and you've heard of earthing before that is actually getting the EMFs from the ground. Uh, the sun also emits EMFs, so that's also another native source of EMFs. And there's so many different sources of EMFs outside that can actually help to balance um, those non-native EMFs that we're kind of bathed in all day, especially these days because we're all working from home and staying inside uh, maybe much more often than we used to. So, yeah, we'll kind of dive all into, into there. So it's funny because you mentioned microwaves and stuff, and I remember just being like, really young a kid before like all smartphone even before cell phone technology all this these things and i remember we, like put things in the microwave like don't stand too close to the microwave you know like or they'll be like oh you're gonna get sterile if you stand too close to the microwave but now it's like it's like it's all over the place there's all these electromagnetic fields and and i was having a conversation the other day with someone and, and they were i i was almost fell off my chair when i learned how much radiation is coming off just an iphone and everybody has these these phones on them all the time we're constantly connected and you know most of the time i like to you know i like to think that i'm relatively aware of this stuff so like when i have my cell phone i take it i you know kind of set it away from myself but everybody for the most part you've got your phone in your pocket or your front pocket or something it's on you all the time so so you know and and i appreciate that the you know the natural or the native that like the, the fields that you're talking about and you can feel that you know i think there's like some even just being by the water or like running water or like a waterfall or, or, you know, even when you're just taking a walk here by the St. Lawrence river, where we are, you can feel a certain energy and pull that comes from that. Um, so why don't you tell us like the, the, the good, bad, the ugly of these non-natives and then how we can protect ourselves by using, by kind of balancing it out with the, the, the native um, EMFs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the uh, non-native EMFs, um, 
there's a lot of research coming out now about some of the different effects. And the problem is it's not, it's still relatively new. So if you think about like cell phones, uh, probably in the last like 10 years, it's become more of a thing, but we don't really have solid long-term research on it. But we do have some good indications of some of the cellular damage that it's causing. There's lots of animal studies. There are human studies as well, but it's also difficult to study because like, what's the control group? Like we're all exposed to it all the time. So you don't really get to study people who are never exposed to it. Um, right. but, oh, that it does cause um, cellular damage. So I won't get too deep into the mechanisms, but, but basically it causes oxidative stress and that can damage cell membranes, DNA, um, the mitochondria, all different parts of the cell. And that can really manifest in a number of different ways. And now we're actually seeing, um, it's becoming medically accepted, the term electrohypersensitivity. So there are people who seem to be more affected by this than other people. Um, but in general, we know that it, it is having a negative impact on all of us, but it's just kind of, to, you know, to what degree. What degree. Sure as we. So, so are, we, are we all just a bunch of guinea pigs in this 5G experiment that's coming up? That, that feels like. <laughs> Basically, yeah. There hasn't been a lot of safety, safety studies on 5G, so we'll see what happens, but. Um, you know, so we're advancing tech, we're advancing technology, but at what cost, right? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of scary to think about that, you know? And it's also really unfortunate because a lot of times when topics like 5G towers come up, it tends to spark the tinfoil hat approach of, you know, just a conspiracy theory. If you, if you think that it's actually doing harm, you're a conspiracy theorist. And, you know, there's, there's no kind of middle ground and there's no, in my opinion, like, uh, an objective view of this, you know, it tends to be so opinionated, you know, it's, oh, if you think that it's harming you, you're a conspiracy theorist. If you, you know, if, if not, you're, you know, a granola hippie or something, you know what I mean? But the reality of it is, is that this is affecting all of us in one way or another, and we need to educate ourselves to really know what the effects are, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as you like dive more into educating yourself and into the into the data, it can actually become very overwhelming. It becomes like a very inconvenient truth uh, to to really mm -hmm. understand, you know, how limited the limited amount of safety data that we have, um, and even the safety data that we have. A lot of it comes from the 1990s, which we didn't even have, you know, the the 3G, the 4G, and now. At that time, so it's extremely limited, and we don't know enough about it to know about our safety. But um, we will get into some of the tips too to to kind of uh, mitigate some of that damage and 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 keeping yourself at a safe distance from these EMFs, and then also um, looking at going outside. So maybe we can talk about um, some of those right now. Like, um, yeah. So okay. So for instance, when we're looking at um, cell phones. That's one thing that typically people have on them all the time. Um, so the safety data itself says that it should always be at least uh, half an inch from you. Uh, okay. so typically people have it um, in their pocket and on their body. And then they also have other wearables like potentially wireless headphones or a Fitbit or, you know, some sleep tracker or whatever. Um, and then you're kind of sitting next to the Wi-Fi router or then you're on your computer. Um, so one of the best things that you can do is just create distance. The uh, radiation from these devices drop very quickly when you create a distance from them. So if you are, you know, if you have your phone with you, if it's in your pocket, you have it on airplane mode or you decrease the, uh, you have it off of the Wi-Fi connection or the Bluetooth connection to decrease the radiation. Because if it's on uh, 
if it's on, it always is looking for a, a network, right? It's always connecting to the nearest cell tower to make sure that you're getting your incoming text messages and your and your and your calls. Mm -hmm. So turning that off if it is on your body, and uh, if you do need it on, then keeping it at a safe distance, so keeping it on the table away from you, it's not actually directly on your body. Mm -hmm. I just googled quick because I was I was I wanted to see like the actual, but when I googled the the. Um the radiation that comes off just an iPhone, which I think is, you know, probably one of the most popular smartphones out there. It's double the legal limit of RF radiation. It's like a 3.8. That is a, that is crazy that we're walking around with these, you know, if you think of radiation, it's like, I get away from me. You think of like Hiroshima or some type of bomb, you know, that's probably the first thing that comes to mind. It's like, you want to avoid these things, but we have all these devices around us all the time. And, and you, you mentioned the smartwatch as well. And it's funny that you say that because sometimes when I'm wearing it, especially when I sleep, I sometimes I feel like I have to take it off because it's it's irritating me. It's not because it's uncomfortable or whatever, but I can feel like the, you know, and I, I like to wear it because it tracks my sleep. And I think that's really interesting when I can kind of look at that. Mm -hmm. But um, but I do feel like I need to take it off sometimes. So so what should we be doing to protect ourselves aside from kind of moving these 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 things aside, like, I, I don't think we're ever going to eliminate, you know, the cell phones or I think we're so connected now all the time that it feels like it feels strange. You know, you forget your cell phone somewhere. It feels like you forget a part of yourself sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So like Marissa said, distance is key. So just always keep that in mind. And the one inch is like the bare minimum. So you should be aiming for much further than that. And I think if I recall correctly, even having your phone like a foot away from you decreases the field strength by like 90%. So wow. it make a big difference just to like have your phone on speakerphone, for example. I mean, your hand's still getting exposed, but you definitely want to keep it away from like vital organs, like your brain, mm -hmm. uh, you know, reproductive organs. That's actually one of the more well-researched things is infertility, just having your laptop wow. on your junk there. Uh, yep. close to your gut as well so people yeah. do that right all the time you sit on the couch you throw the laptop on your lap and start working away you know it's like i, I can't remember the study exactly but i remember reading about you know a lot of guys keeping their phone in their front pocket and it being associated to a lot of infertility <laughs> and oh, you know direct radiation three, three yeah it's point. like sitting right there next to your your reproductive organ you know so uh, I, I can't remember exactly the study and it was quite a few years ago, you know, and it's when we think about how quickly technology is advancing and this snowball effect, like you're talking about studies from the 90s, 30 years ago is not that long ago, but in tech, technology terms, that's like the dark age. Yeah, you had cell, you you know had cell phones I mean? back it's then, like, but they were like those giant uh, kind of things there or like car yeah. phones were still a big thing back then. Now yeah, everybody. No Wi-Fi routers. All yeah. Everybody things, so. everybody has a cell phone. Everybody has a cell phone to a certain mm -hmm. degree. Yeah. What about ear pods? You're talking about keeping it away from your ears. I also feel like everybody's got headphones or wireless headphones or something like that they wear. So I'm, I'm assuming that's probably bad for you as well. Yeah, so the Air, the AirPods, the wireless ones that you're saying? Yeah, yeah. the ones those, I have in right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so those ones. Um, because you want the, the sound to be equal in both ears, actually only one of the AirPods is connecting to your phone or to the, to the network. And then the other one is connected. So say the right one is connected to the phone and then the left one is connected to the right one. So that means that great. They, so that shooting can... current through my brain all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily, Bluetooth is actually the lowest uh, amount of radiation when we're talking about radiation, like cell phone tower, microwave, Wi-Fi routers, like these all things, these things have a lot more radiation than Bluetooth does. But when it's that close to your body and that close to your, your precious brain, yeah, I would strongly recommend against those. 
Mm-hmm. So you, you were talking about distant, you know, the importance of, let's say, your your personal device keeping that distance. But how about something like, you know, your Wi-Fi routers that are just, you know, bombarding your entire household or your office space with this radiation? Is there is there something we can do there to uh, minimize it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, Wi-Fi is probably one of the biggest sources of radio frequency in the house. So um, there's a couple things you can do. I would say the optimal is to um, hardwire it and just use Ethernet cables. So mm-hmm. if you're in like the same workplace every day, just hook up an mm-hmm. Ethernet cord and you can turn off the Wi-Fi router or mm-hmm. keep the Wi-Fi router on, um, but still hardwire it with an Ethernet. Then you can just turn off the um, the Wi-Fi in your computer. So mm-hmm. at least not getting that direct exposure and the Wi-Fi will be like a few rooms over. Um, but what we like to say like bare minimum for our patients is at least at night, you want to make sure that you're creating as much of like a sleep sanctuary as possible and avoiding all EMFs. So the easiest mm-hmm. thing is to get one of those automatic timers, outlet timers, plug your uh, router into there so that it automatically turns off at like, you know, whatever time based on your schedule. It turns off at 10 p.m. and then doesn't turn on until 6 in the morning. And that way, you know, you're not getting that radiation during sleep. So you can actually rest, repair, recover. Because during the day, like as you guys know, it's it's unavoidable that we're going to be exposed to some le- level of EMFs. But at least everywhere you go, right? You go to a coffee yeah. shop, you know, like in normal times, not right now. But you go to a coffee shop, restaurant, anywhere, everywhere. There's there's it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. For so, sure. so the the at least like the very least thing you can do is just make sure at nighttime that you're not exposed to those, and that way you give your body a chance to to recover. And that's and- great. That's a great tip right there. And like, and I'm assuming you probably want to throw your phone on airplane mode or something like that at night as well or something exactly. or, or even kind of like sleep with it in a separate room or something. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different room is ideal, but if you do have it in the room, airplane mode and make sure that the Wi-Fi signal is off too. I don't know about other phones, but on iPhone, like you can have airplane mode on, but the Wi-Fi is still on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if your router's off, it's not going to matter, but you want to make sure that mm-hmm. all the signals are off. Yeah, the way we describe it to patients is like when you put a piece of meat in the microwave, uh, the microwave actually vibrates the cells or it keeps the cells moving at such a high level that it creates heat. And that's how your your food gets heated up. So you can think of the same thing in terms of your own home. So the more uh, devices that you have in the home, the more things are going to be creating heat in your body. And at night, that's where we really want to create this like uh, radiation EMF free sanctuary that your body can actually wind down and not be at that level of like high vibration that stimulation what about like sleep those like cooling like chili pads and things like uh like things because i'm thinking about other things you might be getting exposed to at night i love I, i've got one of those i love it i like cool i put it as cool as i possibly can and i sleep like a baby on that but is that bad as well i mean i know you guys have one too because i got you guys one so mark you have one at home as well so i'm curious <laughs> yeah. to know I'm yeah. curious to know. I'm curious to know how how you know if that's damaging as well because it's got you know I'm, you're being exposed to current. You know, like water beds would have been the same thing. Right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure about those. I'm assuming there is some level of um, uh, EMFs from it. So there's kind of like two different kinds. There's the radio frequencies, which is like more of the wireless type stuff. So if you think about like mm-hmm. Bluetooth, all that. But then there's also electric and magnetic fields which come just from like any electronics in general. So is the chili pad uh, related to Wi-Fi at all or is it just like plugged no, in? No, no, it's, it's plugged, plugged in. in. Yeah, so there's it's probably gonna be emitting some level of 
electric and magnetic fields. The best thing mm -hmm. you could do is. But I'm sleeping on that, so it's not bad for me. <laughs> like it's like I mean, you know, picture these like little tubes, and it circulates water through it, that and it cools the water down. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. amazing. It, and it's really good. It <laughs> makes you sleep great. But if it's bad for me, then I got to reconsider my choices. Yeah, you need to get an EMF meter. That's what we have. And you can test mm -hmm. exactly and then see. Oh, wow. Some some things are just, it's, it's kind of tough to predict sometimes. Some are very low, some are very high. So that'd be the best thing to do. I know when we got our uh, treatment table at our clinic here, it came with a heating pad. And I was mm -hmm. able to test that. And it, I don't know for Chile, like they might actually do some research because I know they're a pretty reputable, reputable brand. So you can actually reach out and ask them and see if they've done any research on that, that specifically. Um, mm -hmm. But for the heating pad that we had, it it was so high in, in EMF. So if wow. I somebody come in and, and get treated on, on my table and do acupuncture, do something very therapeutic and have them laying on that heating pad, I would say that things were just either canceling out completely or, or doing the opposite effect because the EMFs were extremely high on that heating wow. pad. Uh, and like you never think of that you know it's uh, this this topic is such a i'm gonna buy an gonna emf i'm gonna buy an emf meter i'm gonna yeah. test all of my stuff i'm gonna see what's yeah, going yeah. on with all this stuff see is is this important you know i think the first time i really saw this i don't know if you guys ever watched that that show mark i know you did the better call saul on netflix and there was like the guys the lawyer's brother he had like emf and like you know it was kind of one of those things mark like you said like the tinfoil hat and like the the cloak and like protecting from all this stuff but but uh i think people you know there's there's low grade like e emf hypersensitivity going on everywhere and you might you might just not be aware of it so maybe maybe help our our listeners understand or create some awareness of like what you could expect um could be some symptoms if you're if you're suffering from some emf set hypersensitivity mm -hmm. so the problem is it's like such a wide range of symptoms if you look it up but some things that you could look out for uh, i'd say insomnia is a big one so unable okay. to sleep uh, i mean there's a lot of reasons you could have that including like the blue light all that stuff we talked mm -hmm. about but also if you're like sleeping beside a wi-fi router and you're wondering why you can't sleep or you're a very light sleeper there's probably a good chance that you're being affected by that other people it's more mental emotional like anxiety just feeling that like jittery sensation like marissa said it's kind of just like vibrating your cells constantly right so um it feels like it, it it could feel sometimes like you go into some of those places like bright lights and all those kinds of stuff. It almost feels like you're there's like a a current that's trapped in you or something like that. You know, like yeah. It, buzzing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some we know some people actually who like if they hold a cell phone while they're making a call, like their hand will start feeling like numb or tingly. So that would be like that'd be a pretty good indication. Uh, a lot of like neural well, problems, those types of things. Um, I don't know if you can think of any other acute ones. Yeah, there's a wide range. I, I know there is some research being done, especially with kids, like that safety data that I was mentioning, that's only done on like, I, I think that the actual uh, safety data it was done on is a six foot two, 220 pound male. So okay. like that means like the safety. That's crazy. Like our kids are holding these devices all the time. You know, my, my, my seven year old is four foot and maybe yeah. you know 55 pounds you know like that's yeah yeah and their screen time and 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 time with with these devices is through the roof right now so it's it's going up all the time especially yeah. with all this online schooling they've been doing she's got you know she's got this you know she, she's always on this the laptop doing the school they're on they're on that like all the time she's either on her desktop or her laptop and it's funny because like she's been doing this for a while now and, and we were talking about kids being a little more intuitive but like 
when she's done class, she's like, I don't want this. I don't want to watch TV. I don't, I just want to go outside and, and be outside. <laughs> and great. I'm like, Oh, that's, you know, that's good. And, and, uh, or she wants to do her classes outside. Like she's like, I want to take my, my laptop outside and do the class outside. And so I'm guessing maybe like just intuitively she's feeling some of, some of this and, and her body, her instincts are telling her to get outside and get away from it. Mm-hmm. It also makes me think of, you know, like Max and I are pretty well the same age. I think you guys are a few years younger than us, quite a few years younger than us. But, you know, when you're talking about the 90s, like I was I was a little kid in the 90s. And then, you know, it was only until, let's say, the, let's say 2000s, right, you know, 20, where we started really being bombarded with these devices. So, you know, for, for people of this generation, they've gone through those formative years without any of this sort of thing, you know, mostly playing outside. We're still of that generation where we were playing outside mm-hmm. on our bikes, running around, whereas like now the current generation, the current uh, slew of children being born in, you know, the mid 2020s, they're going to be they're going to be raised with higher and stronger devices, more devices. And it's just from the onset, you know, my two year old understands the concept of a smartphone. She FaceTimes. Oh with family members she holds the phone and facetimes if if there's a tv uh, if there's like a, a kid show on netflix that she doesn't like she knows to pick up the remote and start she doesn't know which buttons to push but she starts hitting all the buttons you know so it, it, it's really concerning to think that you know all future generations are not only going to be completely inundated with these devices and these emfs but it's gonna it's an integral part of their lives you know, and they, they don't, they've never even had that opportunity to have almost no exposure at all. Protection becomes key like mm-hmm. to, to understand that. I mean, I think understanding becomes the, the foundation because then from there, then you can properly protect your yourself. Like you said, Mark, like I think I, I was in my 20s when I got my first flip phone and that was a big deal. You know what exactly. I mean? Just the fact that you could text on that. And then it was like Blackberry and you had, you, you had a, that was like one of the fir- very first smartphones and you could actually be, you know, constantly get your, you pick up your emails and all your things on there. That was a big deal. Yeah. And, uh, and now it's like, yeah, like, like you said, kids are, are born. Yeah. They're born into it. I mean, Chris, I was in high school and we were doing, uh, homework on, on, uh, dial up, like, meh, meh, you know, like, and I was like, yeah. that was, that was a thing, you know, it was like, you couldn't sneak onto the internet cause your parents could hear you from upstairs, you know, <laughs> going, into, <laughs> going onto the router, loading up the router, you know? So, so, so yeah, things have changed. So understanding becomes really different. So, so how, how are you guys educating or teaching people how to balance with native EMF? Like, how are, how are you, is it just about getting outside? Is it taking your shoes off, taking a walk on the grass or, or kind of going into like, you know, like a stream or something like that? Like I said, there's like that water just seems to call you like, or, or, you know, there's like such an energy that comes from that. And what's that doing like in the body or how is it balancing everything out? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's like basically all those things, like you said, first thing you can do is just spend more time outside. Um, like there's so many benefits of sunlight, uh, the earth's natural, like electromagnetic field, the fresh air, all those things. So that solves most of the problems right off the bat. One thing that's especially important, like you said, is taking your shoes off. So that's how you can like physically get grounded to the earth. So the earth is a great source of, uh, negative electrons, which you can actually soak up through your feet. And that helps to offset a lot of the damage, not just from non-native EMS, but from daily living in general. So when you have these reactive oxygen species that are created, 
the electrons help to offset that. And it's basically so kind of like a, kind of like a natural detox where it's like, you're kind of yeah, pulling natural, everything out. Basically. Yeah. So that's exactly what they are. The electrons offset that damage. Um, they also help with energy production. Like there's so many benefits, but as you know, like people don't really do that anymore. Maybe when you go to the beach once a month, but this should be a daily thing. Like this is how we live for hundreds of thousands of years. But now, you know, we're afraid to walk barefoot. We have our rubber soled shoes. We're shoes. That's what I was going to say. Wear big shoes, yeah, shoes with big rubber soles and kind of feel completely disconnected. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and our houses are are completely disconnected from, from the earth as well because we have these strong foundations and whatnot. So if you do leave your house and constantly put on the shoes, the rubber actually, it, it stops the, conduct the conductation. Conductivity. Conduct yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. So then you're constantly like you're never getting grounded um so does that mean you're never fully detox you're never really detoxing then right like you you mentioned like a natural detox so so you, aside from like you know getting outside getting some natural air and all this kind of stuff you're never really fully detoxing your body yeah yeah your your body's just never fully going to be uh functioning optimally so if you think about we, we should probably touch on this at the beginning but the way we work um like modern science, we, we focus a lot on like biochemistry and how like, you know, this substance binds to this receptor and does this, but we know actually we're much more bioelectrical. So even just looking at like brain waves, like that's an electrical phenomenon or, you know, your heart rhythm, when you're looking at the EKG, you can see that thing going up and down. That's all electrical, your nervous system. So our whole body is kind of centered around this, but we, we, we tend to forget that uh, these electrical influences can have such a big influence on our health. So mm -hmm. we, that we're getting all these natural ones from the earth because they're helping to tune our entire physiology but then once we start interfering with that and using these non-native emfs then that can screw up that whole bioelectrical system and then we run into all these issues so it's so now is there is there a structural difference between non-native and native emfs or is it strictly a matter of concentration you know i i would assume that standing next to or, even, ra right or even radiation radiation yeah yeah, so it's it's totally different frequencies. So it is okay. like an actual like wave that you're being exposed to, but then also the intensity. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess one of the things with the non-native EMFs is it's not the end of the world if you're exposed to your cell phone for a few minutes, right? It's more of a cumulative effect. And then you have different things like a microwave is obviously a much higher frequency or intensity rather, and that's why you can like cook something. Mm -hmm. But our cell phones uh, with like 4G, they actually run on the same frequency, but it's obviously not the same amount of intensity or else we would just be microwaved like all the time. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you, you do need to look at like, what is the actual frequency you're being exposed to and then intensity as well. Hmm. It's, it's amazing to me to, to, uh, to think that we kind of, we go through this and we push all this technological advancement without kind of really doing any kind of safety studies on, on any of this stuff. So how often should we be getting at the bare minimum someone that's looking to take advantage of this, how often should we be getting outside and kind of gr grounding? <laughs> we should all be living like your daughter every, take all the meetings <laughs> you can and outside. Um, yeah, I mean, at the bare minimum, I guess, uh, do what you can. It, it, I don't it's think it's a number that we can spit out that can make you feel good about it. You know, it's just like truly yeah. getting outside when you can, listening to your It's body. funny too, because... My kids hate to wear their shoes and, and socks. I have to tell them sometimes, you know, like put your socks on. It's 
freaking freezing out you know like this morning she wanted to go do her class outside i'm like put some socks on like it's cold like it's really mm-hmm. cold this morning i think it was like three degrees and she's like no i don't want to wear so i was like you need to wear it's cold outside okay like you know what i mean and so what about cold mm-hmm. therapy would that help yeah yeah totally there, there's plenty of benefits of, of cold therapy uh, particularly strengthening the mitochondria um as well just like metabolic health that's a big issue these days but there's there's plenty of things going on with the cold. Does that does that have an impact on detoxing as well, or no? Uh, yeah, it does it, definitely for uh, circulation. So that's another thing. Like when you're exposed to the cold, you're giving your circulatory system quite the workout because you're uh, contracting those blood vessels. So you're pumping away stagnant blood and mm-hmm. bringing in fresh stuff, and that helps you know clear out different different toxins that have accumulated. So anything like cold therapy or anything else that you can do to boost mitochondrial health or your overall health will also increase your resilience to the EMFs. So then you will become more adaptive in the, in these situations. Cause like we said at the beginning, like they're everywhere, they're all over our house. So it's so easy to become overwhelmed by it. But once you learn these strategies and you increase your overall health, you are more resilient and you're able to adapt and, and handle the stressors a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, you know, sedentary behavior becomes a huge issue as well, where people just don't get up and move enough. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guessing movement, like everything else, movement will have a big impact on this too. Mm, totally. Yeah. It's, it's all these different pieces. Um, mm-hmm. They're all important. We just find that people don't focus enough on like the electrical side of things. They don't really know much about light uh, or these EMFs. So we kind of spend a lot of time focusing on that as well. But it's tough to say like what is the most important it's kind of just all mm-hmm. these together yep. um, yeah it's a very holistic thing yeah for sure yeah. well I, I think like we were talking about go ahead mark sorry. Sorry. oh i was just gonna say i think i think it's fantastic that you guys focus on that and put or, or put a certain degree of focus on it and try to educate because it's something that is so not spoken about you know if we look at you know we're all in the the health space and we you know, how, how often do we hear about strictly diet and nutrition and, you know, a lot of discourse about intermittent fasting versus keto diet versus this versus there's like, and there's just so much oversaturation mm-hmm. of a handful of topics and it's, it's, it's a little bit short-sighted in the, the grand scheme of things, because as we've That's just alluded to, there's, if there's a whole big picture with a lot of moving parts and it's not really about focusing in on just one element. We have to really look at the whole picture. And I think as you're alluding to here, the, the electric component of health is never spoken about. It's not spoken about. And, you know, things like EMFs, you know, I've had conversations with friends where I have a couple of friends or one friend specifically who's very anti-5G and he's very opinionated about it. And another close friend of mine, there was a conversation between the three of us and I was kind of the middleman because my other friend was ridiculing him for this, mm-hmm. saying it's your conspiracy theorist, you're absolutely out to lunch. And, you know, it was a back and forth. And the kind of, the, the point that kind of, you know, was the, uh, the middle ground was that everybody could agree that getting outside, getting away from devices, going for a walk or a hike, you know, that was the topic was going for hikes because I was for, always saying bathing, how much, right? yeah, yeah like for me, it's like anytime I'm stressed, anytime I just feel like a low level anxiety and there's no particular thing that's causing it. If I go for a nice long hike, or even if I don't have access to a hiking trail and I just go for a long walk outside, 
there's definitely something physical that's happening there, whether it's electric, you know, uh, grounding, whatever, it, whatever it is, it works, you know? And I think, I think that's the important takeaway here. Yeah. The more in tune with your body you are, the more you can really feel the benefit and also the more inflamed your body is. So you'll feel like, as, like, as you said, like, as you get to be more stressed and you can feel it building up as soon as you go outside, you feel it kind of just like almost just dissipate. Um, so the more, yeah. or the more you'll actually feel a huge difference as well. So it is, it's so interesting. The body, the body totally knows once you're out there that, yeah, this is safe. This is, this is where mm -hmm. I was be. like, you know, the houses are amazing and all these technical technological advances are also amazing. Uh, but they do come at a cost if we don't actually know how to balance them properly. So that's where the, that's where the key is. Honestly, it's like, just get outside. Continue to get outside. I, I think you're, I think you, you just, the word you said safe, I think, I think that's what's happening in the body. You're talking about the oxidative stress and our bodies get stressed out. And, and I think the, these currents can stress you out and, and it, it's going to have a lot of impact on your health versus kind of making the body feel safe and giving it the nutrients that it needs. Like I, I was telling you guys before, um, on this topic, we were actually approached to have our, our omega-3s involved in, in a study, um, because, because they believe that they, uh, a quality omega-3 can help reduce oxidative stress, improve, improve the fluidity of the cell, um, and kind of reduce the impact of, of EMF along with a slew of other things. But I think it's funny that we, you know, you guys are talking about, we're not talking about anything that's, that's, that's just like new and, and, it, and it, like just novel. It's, it's just going back to the basics and, and kind of working and operating our bodies the they like you said before that that we've we've been doing for hundreds of thousands of years and it's 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 getting back to that and i and i think we ignore that and mark just to what you were saying i think it's because we're not patient you know people you're talking about keto diets and all these things to fix yourself very quickly mm -hmm. Pe people don't have the patience to just go back and to do or what we're, we're designed to do and how we're designed to function mm -hmm. yeah i think uh, a major hack that i don't hear a lot of people talking about is just going probably one of like the healthiest things you could do from from all these different perspectives right you're just spending time in nature you're not exposed to a lot of artificial light your circadian rhythm is going to get set you're going to walk around barefoot you're and, grounded while you sleep yeah and even if you pack some s'mores or you know don't eat perfectly mm -hmm. you're still going to be getting all these amazing benefits and that's something that i i talk to patients about uh it's one of the first things i ask like, do you camp and when they say mm -hmm. yes I'm like, you need to do that way more some people i know they're just not into it but um, just being in nature has so many benefits. If you could, you know, put that into a pill, you know, it'd be a million dollar supplement, right? So absolutely, yeah. I couldn't agree with that more. I never thought about it, but the, but it's it's pretty cool. You go camping, like, like people go camping, they you know, but there's so many trailers or cottages or things like that where people get out and they, yeah, sure, it feels great to be outside, but then you go out and you're missing some of the key parts, right? Where you get to like sleep on the ground. And be grounded while you sleep and, and you you lose those and i can't say i'm a big fan of sleeping on the ground but you know <laughs> maybe i should be you come accustomed to the chili pad <laughs> yeah right i like my little comfort things you know it's funny though because you know you talk about all these things and you're talking about you know the, those currents that interrupt stuff and I, I don't know, I feel like you know I, i'm a pretty healthy guy but like when i go to bed i am so freaking hot like my body, like it's crazy, like how much heat my body retains. Like even if we have a hot tub and I, I, I used to be able to use it quite a bit and now I hardly use it because I feel like this heat gets trapped inside my body 
And if I do it like anytime at night, I just sleep. I sleep so poorly because I'm so hot all night. And I, I, I don't sleep well when I'm warm. I don't think anybody sleeps well when they're warm like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do any cold therapy? Every day. I, I exclusively take cold showers. Like, okay. extra, like as cold as it possibly goes. I mean, these guys think I'm nuts and my wife thinks I'm nuts, but I take, I, you know, I can take a 15 minute freezing cold shower. Like it doesn't, that doesn't phase me at all. Awesome. And I need to, I need to do that <laughs> because I'm warm. I'm, I'm hot all the time. Like it's crazy. My, in the winter time, my wife will kind of like, you know, cuddle up on me. I got my chili pad, uh, chili pad on at like 16 degrees and, uh, and she's like up on me cause I'm still warm. I just, I conducive, like I'm like a little heater all the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that's not good. Well, what's that? I said, maybe you have to start looking at your EMFs. It, it's not necessarily, that maybe. Stuff, but it might be part of your constitution. Like if we look at traditional Chinese medicine, remember the yin and yang that we talked about, uh, mm-hmm. I think last mm-hmm. episode, the yang is like that heat. So you might have one of those, Im- an imbalance of yang to yin. Uh, so you might mm-hmm. need more yin in your life, but yin again comes down to nature. Ste- stepping outside, mm-hmm. put on the ground, um, and like electronics themselves. Just thinking about EMS, like they they do produce a lot of heat in the body. So maybe that's mm-hmm. something you want to look look at, just because we're talking about it today. But yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, the chili pad was my answer because I just cooled myself. <laughs> take, a, take a really cold shower and then kind of cool down. Same thing with like, if I exercise late at night, I feel like I can never shake that kind of like, my first, it jacks my cortisol levels up too much. So I have to like exercise early in the morning or like mid, like, you know, around lunchtime or anything kind of really later than that. I feel like I just, I don't get good, good quality sleep. And it's just, I, I retain that heat so much. And I think, you know, if it's the, if it's EMFs and stuff, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's, that's going through that. That's well, I, th- I think it'd certainly be an interesting thing for you, Max, to, to take a look at that, to, you yeah. know, after this, this episode, really use it as an opportunity to reflect on just how many EMFs you're exposing yourself to and, and when, you know, I know yeah. we both were on our devices till late at night, you know, on whether it be social media, emails, laptops, you it's know, just work uh, and life, right? It's normal. Like it's just what yeah. you do. Like it's so, but at what cost? It's become normal. I wouldn't say it's normal. It's become it normal. is, but that's what I mean. It's the new normal. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's not normal for us to function that way, but it's the new normal. It's how it's when and how people communicate. It's when you're, you know, probably the most active on these, these types of uh, social medias and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, I, I, I guess. Mean, it- the, the pandemic has certainly exacerbated that as well, because, you know, with people working predominantly remotely, it's tended to increase the workday from nine to five to basically eight till 10, you know, it's, wow, that's kid, it's, that's your kids too, right? A lot of people yeah. that have kids and you're, you're doing homeschooling and stuff like that. And it's like, I know it's like, it sounds, you know, they make it sound like it's easy, but you got a kid and they're they're doing a homeschool class and especially if they're relatively young and, and they're still you know they still need some assistance and the teacher's not there guess who's helping it's mom and dad and so you kind of you, your your work day is kind of getting cut and you're making you're making up for it at night to kind of you know to get caught up so so you know there's there's a lot of uh a lot of uh, issues that are happening with that obviously that you know we're talking about ems specifically and going before bed you're not you're not getting that break or that downtime to be able to kind of reset to to let your body essentially cool down right you're never getting that full cool down period so Mm -hmm. well and the other thing too is uh to, to continue building on this a lot of people i mean especially like you know in our world you think 
oh, I need to get some exercise. I need to, you know, turn this off, but they'll into a gym and then, or they'll go into, you know, beyond a treadmill or they'll be on to another device or in a, a gym that's like being bombarded with EMFs, no natural sunlight, you know, all this sorts of thing. And you, in your head, super bright, you know, super bright neon like, lights everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, I've gone to the gym. I'm doing my due diligence. But I think, I think a huge takeaway from this episode is to, Make sure you're taking time to get outside. Make sure you're taking oh, yeah. time to, to to give yourself those moments to just ground and breathe in the air, soak in the sunlight, get some movement, even go for a nice walk on the grass, something like that. I think it's it's have you, something. Have you guys that, ever have you guys ever been to Las Vegas? I yes. have, yeah. Okay. You feel fried when you get out of there, right? Yeah. 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 I mean the energy of that place is one thing and you they they're pumping oxygen into your room and all this kind of stuff. You're not sleeping much to begin with. But yeah. when you come back from there, I was just thinking, Mark, you're talking about neon lights in the gym. Like it, that's where my mind went. I'm like, you come back from that trip and you're like, you just feel frazzled, like like almost like very anxious and stuff like that when you come back from there. Is, you're not well rested like a like a cool, relaxing beach vacation. Like it's yeah. it's it's entirely mm-hmm. different vibe and it, it it has to have to do with EMF. Sure. Yeah, and blue light for sure yeah like it's been it's like a usually you only go like it's typical to go max four days because your body actually just can't handle any more of it but it's like the adrenal response right you're on you're on high alert the entire time your whole body doesn't want could you out. imagine people that live there and like work in the casinos like bing, 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 all day long like oh, <laughs> and your sensory things too like they, they've got to design the carpets are so ugly so that you don't want to look down on it because it hurts your eyes to look down at that too long. It's like, God. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. in, in, it's fun. It's fun, but only for like three, four days at a time. And then you got to oh, come yeah. back and reset. Yeah. But even here in Canada, we a lot of us live like that too, just at a little less of a level that it's not as noticeable. But it's like the adrenals are constantly pumping all day, all night. And eventually we get to this point of like, exhaustion and our bodies like even even for sleep a lot of patients say like yeah i sleep but i have no energy it's like yeah but you're just like passing out like your body's so exhausted that it's just passing out you're not actually going through the sleep cycles mm-hmm. because your body mm-hmm. been in that level like pretend like a mini las vegas almost just like at home especially during the pan- pandemic because of all the uh stress around it so it's just it's so natural for people to feel that like post las vegas exhaustion just in their own life not have not have, not without the memories of las vegas so <laughs> <laughs> or la- or lack of memories yeah yeah um, <laughs> so so aside from like it sounds like grounding getting outside um is there anything else people can do like like any other tips you can think of that we haven't mentioned so far kind of keeping the phone away on silent i really like the idea of shutting off the router at night or or setting it on like a almost like a smart timer like i think i might actually do that at home just kind of always kind of plugged into the wall get myself a smart plug and plug it in and kind of shut it down and shut it off throw the throw the cell phones on airplane mode which i think is really cool too um, you know, we do a lot of grounding. We like to get outside like at least once a weekend, we take the kids out for a really good nature walk. Um, maybe I'll start doing those barefoot, but what, so what else, what else, what else, uh, is there anything else we should think of or, or is that pretty much the, does that pretty much cover it? Oh, there, there's, yeah, there's a lot that we can do. Like, um, one of the main things is to increase awareness. So do a walk around your house and think like, really look at every single device what device in your home is smart? I know they're coming out now with smart um, laundry machines and smart um, 
uh, refrigerators and these things yep. are constantly connected S to smart barbecues traeger grills yeah. everything's a smart it's like a selling it's mm. almost like a marketing it's like, oh it's smart it's cool yeah, let's charge an extra 500 bucks for it you know it's like mm -hmm. they're smart like baby devices too that like a wearable on there like a sock and it tells you their oxygen levels what? and whatnot it's it's wild like, or even those uh what is it the angel pad or something wow. you can put under the 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 thing there yeah so everything's smart but so, so so you're saying mitigate the smart devices in your house well, as much as possible firstly i'm saying be aware of the smart be devices. Aware. walk around and and know like truly increase your awareness of what you have in your house that is either emitting its own device or connecting to your wi-fi and the other thing to consider is that once you turn off your wi-fi that that's it say it's your uh, refrigerator it's looking for the wi-fi signal all night so yeah your wi-fi mm -hmm. is down and that fridge is like where'd it go where'd it go it's constantly trying to reconnect oh wow all mm -hmm. these devices are really working for us right they, they always want to be at our beck and call so if you think about like even the background app refresh on an iphone it's constantly refreshing to say okay if you open facebook everything is new everything's there for you and it's all mm -hmm. refreshed and it's it's doing that in your pocket so even though yeah you're not mm -hmm. directly on a call a call has much more emfs than sitting sitting uh idle in your phone but it's still connecting at all times it's always trying to be our best friend and have everything up to date for mm -hmm. us so really being aware of that can actually be a, a, a big friend of yours because then you can turn those types of apps off so turn off at background app refresh and turn off any smart features on things that you truly don't need them on and like if you have a um ps or, or game system. PS, PS3 is pretty old now. Okay. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm also not a gamer. These guys game. Uh, I don't yeah. like PS5, so we're, like we're, we're up to PS5 now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I miss the old. I miss the old Nintendo. I bought one of those old school Nintendos that have all the games in it around Christmas. I love that. And yeah, I, that's amazing. Yeah. But if you have it, a lot of those old constantly connecting. Unplug it when you're when you're not using it. Obviously, don't unplug your fridge. Like that's not smart. But anything else that you actually don't need to have unplugged in because it's constantly connecting or looking to be connected, unplug it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. uh, plug. I was actually before before this like this this podcast. I was made aware of a stat that we have on average the average North American household has more than twenty seven smart devices. Yeah. And and if you think about that, start breaking that down. And I remember when they that, that was told to me. And I started like counting in the house, like, okay, you know, each kid has a tablet. We we have cell phones, smart watches, smart TVs, smart everything. Yeah, laptops. Wi-Fi router. Okay, we might be slightly below that, but it's not far off. And that's a lot of that's a lot of devices in every single house. Yeah, yeah that's the problem with the new 5G infrastructure. There's going to be much. Uh, and faster, right? Yeah, smart yeah. car, like smart cars. Your cars are going to. Isn't that the whole purpose of 5G is to kind of get rid of that like few second delay from 4G so that we can have these self-driving cars all over the place? Yep, and they already have um, satellites up. So, you know, it's going to be difficult. You're not going to be able to protect yourself completely, but even, you know, just being outside, stepping away from the stuff, just try not to be in a box, right? Car is actually one of the worst places, especially if you have the windows up because, you know, you're just enclosed in this box and the EMFs are going to be bouncing around in there. So definitely keep your phone on airplane mode when you're driving, if possible, because like Marissa said, it's not connecting to one tower because you're obviously moving. So it's always going to be looking, sending out a stronger signal to connect to that closest tower. So um, yeah, in the car, 
not not a good place if you spend a lot of time commuting to and like we've got we've got radio we've got xm we've got all these things in the car all the time right so mm. what about how dangerous is it because you hear about it and like even in 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 town here they're putting up 5g towers and i'm like there's there's one apartment building in particular i can think of they put a 5g tower on the top of it like that cannot that's got to be super bad for people living in that that apartment building no they're putting yeah. it on schools too and and no shit really oh yeah. that's so not good coming back on schools like parents are being like my my kid has never been well since that tower has been putting on my school or on, on wow. my school and, and really fighting there's a there's a lot of parents being and fighting. so what are they saying they're just saying there's no way that's that's not i can't affect it or or because we don't understand it they're basically taking advantage of our ignorance because you can't prove that that's the damage. Yeah, it depends. Like certain places, they have been successful in, in creating regulations that you can't build one of these towers within like 200. <laughs> I mean, protect anything kids like I, I think like fine, advance the technology or whatever. But like kids, that's like a mm -hmm. for me anyway, that's like a no go. Like, don't 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 mess with kids. That's terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, especially they're they're actually more percentage of water than we are, so that means that they actually get they absorb EMFs more than we us. Plus, their their skull is uh, thinner than ours mm -hmm. than adults. Um, there's a whole bunch of issues, but they're they're definitely much more susceptible. Um, and the problem with five G too is that it's much stronger, but it has a shorter range. So we need a lot more towers to be put up in order to actually get the benefit of the five G. So. I think I don't know that this is true, actually, but there was talk about putting them on every other house. So wow, jeez, wow, yeah, that's some scary stuff to think of. Like that's oh, that's very just... scary. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. there's no going back. You know, that's that's to me the Pandora's box. Think, you open it up, well, you're, yeah, you're yeah. Toast. I, th I think the two things that are the most alarming to me is one, the lack of awareness is is first and foremost i think if we had this discussion with you know 50 people we would get a lot of different opinions and a lot of subjective opinions and i mean just you know, bringing not it up totally you educated you, just bringing it up mark like you're like a tinfoil hat guy you know what i mean like you start talking about this mm -hmm. to, to, to the general pop like population they'd be like wow you're just a tin like you're just a uh, conspiracy theorists there's nothing wrong yeah. with it you know what i mean like it, that's that's what they think but like yeah. until until 50 years from now we 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 find out we fucked up you know it's like oh man that was not a good decision to make mm -hmm. yeah the good thing is there's a lot more research coming out now and people are becoming mm -hmm. more aware it's still slow but um, i'm hopeful that they'll start to make some better regulations because right now mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure the, the there's no stopping it right it's just getting prepared for it and protecting yourself yeah against it. I mean, I hope they, they have some level of safety standards though where they're not putting it right on your house you know at least there's a certain distance mm -hmm. so we'll see yeah and i i think really the for anybody that is skeptical or or needs any kind of further proof i love your idea drew of go camping for a week you know no devices no blue light no emfs go camping for a week and see how you feel when you come back mm -hmm. and just assess that that contrast between that low there like a low level like tinge of anxiety that's just kind of like you just feel a little bit jolted you know mm -hmm. it's the blue lights the emfs it's you know modern you know just society let's mm -hmm. say but take that time ground sleep on the ground reconnect with your natural circadian rhythm breathe in the fresh air 
get away from all the devices, all the screens, and tell me how you feel after. If you don't feel at least 15 to 20 times better than you did before. It's not easy, well it's, it's not easy to do though, right? For like for us, no. Mark, where we live, no. like we have, I have access to nature all over the place. You know what I mean? I, I have a great part, two, like 20 feet from my house where we can go and we can have these these awesome walks and spend some time there. But like if you're living in like urban areas or, or like in you know Toronto, things like that, like it's not easy to get access to that all the time. No, but but remembering that the sun is everywhere. The sun is is naturally mm -hmm. as well. So as long as you have access to outdoors, then then you do have access to the sun. And also, if there is, I know in Toronto, there's also always trees, you know, on on the sidewalk and stuff. And they are so connected; their roots go right into the earth. They have to, or else they'll die. So they mm -hmm. are connected. That so you can actually use them as a conductor. So you can touch them and hang out with them and lean on them and and you know, literally just putting your hand on trees that actually is also extremely grounding so literally tree hugging yeah literally tree <laughs> we, we endorse it <laughs> yeah as, as do what I. about what about going to the parks you let your kids take gonna encourage to get the kids to take their shoes off and play in the park play in the sand things like that like that's got to be good for them as well for sure parents yeah. parents choice if if you feel like it's a safe park for them to do that then absolutely yes mm -hmm. As, as often as possible feet in feet on the earth so i feel like we yeah. could talk about this all day there's there's so yeah. many things that we could talk <laughs> about good. but like so yeah. so people that are listening today and and they want to to become more aware of this or at least take some steps into protecting themselves from emf how, how should they be getting a hold of you so we are, um, as we mentioned at the beginning, naturopathic doctors. So we work with people one-on-one. -on -one, um, and we also have the educational platform that uh, Andrew mentioned at the beginning. And it's called Naturo Academy, N-A-T-U-R-O Academy. Uh, so we're on, on, we have a website and we also on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, so easiest way would probably be find us, to find us on there. Um, and that's also where we sell our blue blocking glasses. So um, yeah, that's likely the the best place to find us eh? yeah and, and you guys are doing virtual consults so people all over all over the country can reach out to you and get some it, it's i really like the specialty because there's not a lot of people that focus on that kind of getting back to your roots and getting back to nature and, and kind of mm -hmm. re rediscovering your natural rhythm yeah we can mm -hmm. only see patients in ontario actually just let our legislature okay yeah, we're only allowed to see patients in Ontario, but um, yeah, definitely if you're in Ontario, if not, you can still reach out to us and we can help you find Even on the educational platform, there's a restriction for Ontario, like oh. for people where you're just kind of putting your, your well, platform out? Anybody can follow us, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. To, be, to be a patient, you'd, you'd have to be in Ontario. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that's great. Thanks so much for being on the show, guys. I think this is this is really educational and enlightening, and I think it's going to, you know, at least start the conversation maybe for some people to start listening uh, to their body and understanding maybe why you're feeling a certain way or why you're feeling scrambled, uh, you know, at certain times and, and focus on getting outside and, and uh, you know, so, some great tips and tricks in this, in this podcast today to help, to help, uh, you know, yourself uh, reduce at least the impact of EMF um, on yourself and, and your family. Yeah. yeah thanks for having, thanks us. For having us. Yeah. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, guys.